It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the first ever in-person um, recorded version episode of Slugging It. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing for us. Uh, we'll do, obviously, the intro. So I'm John O'Gordon, as you will know by now. This is Mr. Eugene Berger. How are yeah. you, mate? Hello, mate. Well, and you? Yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, we'll come on to why we're feeling very <laughs> good about life in a minute. Uh, Robbo, are you well, bud? Excellent, mate. Excellent, mate. Other Enjoy. than what we'll come on to talk about in a minute. Yeah, the golf today could have gone better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, very well, mate. Three weeks as a dad, and that's... Yes. Uh, how much sleep are you getting? Sorry? How much sleep are you getting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> getting some, some, I think, is the... It, yeah, it varies. It varies. But yeah, no, excellent, mate. Good, good. Good. And we must... It'd be remiss of me not to introduce uh, our guest for today, um... Not an international superstar by any stretch of the imagination, Ooh, either. Oh, yes. He is international. He is international. Neither international superstar on the golf course nor the cricket pitch. But uh, out, Marlon Simon's uh, overseas player at Papa Wick and Limby this year, Mr. Brent Williams. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure, mate. Thanks for joining us. Um, if you can't, it's the accent is from Sydney. Yeah, he does sound a bit like Joe Pasquale, but <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that there. Only needs one mention. So, uh, but yeah, thank you. Nice to, no, nice to have you with us, mate. Thank you. Thanks for the day as well. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to talk, obviously, a lot of things cricket. We'll talk about things that have happened this week in cricket. Uh, Brent being Australian, we're going to talk about the Cameron Bancroft thing, what he thinks about that. Uh, I, we should probably talk about today first, though, right? Where are we? Oh, yes. <laughs> we should talk about that. Um, so we are here at the Forest of Arden Marriott Hotel and Country Club. Uh, phenomenal facility. We've had a great four, four and a half hours. Uh, well, two of us had a great four and a half hours around the golf course, uh, which we'll come on to in a sec. Uh, but this is where we will be hosting our golf day on the 1st of July. Um, 25 teams, most of which have already gone. Loads of sponsors, loads of prizes. Uh, you are watching us here. This isn't set up for us uh, now. It's set up for a wedding that's going on in a couple of days' time. Uh, but yeah, phenomenal facility, unbelievable golf course. Yeah, two of us played it unbelievably well. The rough the is really two. nice too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, all of us played it unbelievably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just whether that's positive or negative. So, some well, some not so well. Um, but yeah, so if you are interested in getting involved in the golf day, uh, info at sloggingit.co.uk. So the results. You need to. Should we get another beer? Or... <laughs> I mean, I've just, just got all these. <laughs> the, be- the Belfry oh, yesterday, the Belfry on the Brabazon yesterday, yeah. and Forest of Arden today, two phenomenal golf courses. Um, we had our own little side bet, did we not? We did, yeah, yeah. we so, did. So Brent um, plays off three. Uh, I've, I'm also off three, but I get a shot on him with a world handicap. What's it? And we, 20, 20 quid a day, wasn't it? 20 quid a day, double quits on the last day, whoever was up, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. And how... how there's forty pounds there. Who's gonna? Who's handing that to who? Well, it's coming out of my wallet. Brilliant. So 
Is it going to be an official presentation? Yeah, I'm just going to get it over with. So yeah. thanks, mate. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Take it. Do whatever you want with it. <laughs> I will do. Don't spend it all at once. <laughs> that that will treat Joe Leach from Worcester uh, from Worcester to dinner tonight. Uh, I hope he doesn't eat a lot. Are you taking to McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, I was say, Nando's, Joe. To be fair, there's a couple of Mackies that are decent at Nottingham. <laughs> yeah, so absolutely. Well. So, um, yeah, the scores. I mean, what did we win? Two two and one, I think. Mate, you won. Well, <laughs> to be fair, I didn't do much. Me back it was very much a game of you versus Brent. So, <laughs> yeah, especially I think, coming towards uh, the back. I think not did they win. I no, think no, we no, sort no, of no. lost it. Oh, yeah. here we yeah. go. So, but yeah. anyway, I'm go. not one to make excuses. But anyway, back to you. A wonderful, wonderful day playing a wonderful golf course. Yeah, indeed. Uh, highly, highly yeah. recommended. And please do get involved with the, the golf day on the 1st of July. Um, on to cricket, which is why we're kind of here. Um, we should start with this week in cricket. And as an Australian, uh, Brent is a fine, fine cricketer, by the way. He plays at Penrith, back home, uh, A grade club um, with some internationals which we'll ask him about in a little while but this week in cricket Cameron Bancroft has come out obviously what are we two and a half years now since Sandpaper yeah, Gate 2019 what do you make as an Australian and a cricketer like, of what he's come out and said like obviously I'm not at the level at that but I think it's quite strange obviously it's been or two and a half years down the line and all of a sudden he's now in England yeah. coming out with these statements. I think they dealt with it the best they could at the time by obviously giving those bans to Bancroft, Warner and Smith. But then, yeah, to come back and try and address the matter, yeah, yeah. two and a half years down the track is a bit strange, I think. But so. also to throw the bowlers kind of under the bus a little yeah. bit. So everybody, every, well, they, they knew. Like, I mean, I was going to say, for me, come like, on. I... I as a bowler, I'd know if someone farted near the ball. Like, especially the balls they play with react to everything. Like, you can see that the, the, whether it be Dukes or the top end Cookerbries, you can tell. I used to know as a bowler, come back and go, hang on a minute, someone's done something to that that they, whether it's that it's hit some concrete, whether it's done yeah. something, you know. So when someone's got a bit of blinking <laughs> aggressive sandpaper on it, you're going to sit there and look at it. I mean, I feel like Mitchell Stark, if you ever want to come on this, feel free. But in a minute, you've gone from being Wazzy Makram to being Alan Mullally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since they've stopped doing yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you're still a bit quicker than Alamalali, granted. Uh, I will give you that. But uh, they've got to have known. They, they've got to have yeah. known. And it's interesting, isn't it? Is for it right for him to come out now, though, so no. long after the fact and go... No, it's not right. I mean, he's effectively throwing them under the bus, right? Because he's like, well, you lads got away with it. And now, what do you think? Well... It's old news that they just, you know, the new, from my perspective, they're just trying to bring up old news. You know, yeah. they, they want to write an article about something. He happened to have mentioned it, saying, "Yeah, maybe they knew about it." All of a sudden, it's big news. Yeah. Do you think I mean, we should perhaps give him some kudos? Because at the end of the day, the way it was dealt with at the time, and you'll know, was interesting. In, 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 I mean, you've got two, two of the renowned, most aggressive cricketers that there are around. I think we can pretty much say yeah. Steve Smith and and. Uh, David Punch and Bloke in Walkabout, <laughs> Birmingham Warner. Um, aggressive cricketers that sat there and in a table very similar to the what we've got at the head of the table there, like just crying their eyes out. Yeah. And, and, and you stand there going, hang on a minute. So it was dealt with at the time in the way that it was. Uh, but this guy's now come out when asked a question about it and maybe he thinks he's just been honest. And we, we say all the time that we ask our sportsmen as, as people to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Is it... Is it the first time he's been asked that question? Why ask the question? That's my yeah. point. You yeah, know, is just it, trying is to sell papers. Try, yeah, yeah, try to dig up with well, clickbait. The, isn't the it? Durham what Gazette what or whatever it is. <laughs> <that he's laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, they've <laughs> had some views online since. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they've probably just gone, oh, hang on a minute, we've got him in. That's all we know about him. They might not have done about a lot of research and go, well, he's the bloke that got banned for nine months. Yeah. Let's ask him about that. Yeah, yeah. So should we, my question is, should we commend him, maybe, on the fact that he's been honest? But it's even strange that the bowlers, Lyon... Cummins, Stark and Hazelwood come out and made not a press conference but a statement about it. Yeah. That's also the weird thing. If everyone's saying, oh, they didn't know and then yeah. they're all of a sudden, a couple of days later, they're bringing out a statement. It's like, well... It's almost like they've jumped on the, the defensive before. The stars yeah. aren't yeah. even yeah. aligning here yeah. what's going on. So... Um, but yeah, are they back home yet, or are they still in the Maldives? No, oh, David Warner's no. still fighting yeah. folk in the Maldives. Yeah. <laughs> With Slater. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a bit... I, when I saw that, and obviously, you know, what's going on globally with COVID and India and the IPL and stuff is dreadful. But 
I mean, I did see that, and I was thinking, crikey, these lads could be in the Maldives for nine months, because obviously... That's going to be lunch, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Have you foie gras in the Maldives? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What was that? I wonder if they're going to build Flat, a net. what are you saying there? <laughs> Have that. Yeah, it's yeah. a... Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I've been to the Maldives. It, it rained um, every day on my honeymoon, which was lovely. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like England, then. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much brilliant. Might as well have been at home. Yeah. Um, so what did you do? Uh, we, we stayed in our... <laughs> we stayed <laughs> in our water, <laughs> it was his honeymoon. What do you reckon he did? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Played um, cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's really good at snap my missus. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't no strip poker, unfortunately. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, but, I mean, they could be there for an extended period of time until... I know the Australian government's probably likely to let them back in I mean, because you're all going through this at the minute yourself, right? So yeah, I think they're home actually. Yeah, I thought I saw on the news. Yeah, they some charter flight, and they're I think it's the standard 14 day quarantine in hotels. Okay. So I think they're I think they're all, all home. So it'd be interesting eh, if Warner and Slats are next door to each other. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> exactly. To be fair, that 14 day quarantine. If you go into Sydney, that's probably slightly better than the 14 day quarantine you get in London, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah. I was with um, overlooking Darling Harbour like that. <laughs> this could be yeah. worse. I, I was with. Um, I was at a Taverners event a couple of weeks ago playing golf and I was with Jason Roy's dad and obviously Jay Roy had come back from the, um, from the IPL and Craig, his dad, was saying that he somehow had managed, they'd managed to sort a nicer hotel for the England <laughs> yeah. boys coming back than maybe some yeah. of the other people. The Ritz. But do you know what? Fair play. Like, you know, um, but Brent, your situation, obviously the three of us know about. Yep. You're keen to get back home, obviously, yep. because you're not sure if a new another wave's going to come and what have you. Like, what's your view on effectively the Australian government letting these guys charter a plane and getting them back early when, for someone like you, who's not an international cricket yep. superstar at the minute, let's hope one day you are, um, that the rules are different for them and and you and, and Jess, you miss it. Yeah, it's a hard one to swallow actually, because you know if you're not that superstar. You, you don't get the special treatment. Yeah. You know, I'm just Brent Williams from Sydney. And sort of the government don't really, don't really care about that. But, you know, I could probably head home if I wanted to. But like you said, I'm over here. Could you obviously. not claim to be like Glenn Maxwell? No, probably not. No, <laughs> no. I mean, it's similar. Similar. On it, the golf course? Golf, well, he's a good golfer as well. You also hit it, both hit it miles. And you look vaguely similar. Oh, that's saying mucky off Tadge as well. <laughs> mucky mucky <laughs> off yeah, Tadge. That's a fair comment, I think. Yeah, <laughs> no, you've got me there. But um, but yeah, I could, I can head home. I could have. So I came over in December, I think December eight, um, and I could have head home after the three months. So when I put my exemption forward, I had to be out of Australia for three months. Okay. So once that sort of ended, I think it was March nine. I could have headed home, but yeah. um, obviously, I'm not going to leave. Jess here by herself so um, yeah we're just sort of waiting it out and, until we can get home so until the borders open for international travel yeah, yeah. that's yeah it's probably probably the best shout to, to You'd also, head home. To be fair there's a lot of similarities between Kirkby and Sydney as well isn't there? Yeah a lot. Yeah. Yep. There's people um, there. There's people. <laughs> there are yeah. people there. There are definitely um, people there. The coast no that's right. Um, we've got nice beaches country. you know uh, well, the closest beach, I think, from Kirkby, Skegness. So, yeah, that's only, um, that's only you know, you go down to like Manly. Yeah, you go down there and you've got rocks on the beach and donkeys just you know, <laughs> yeah. floating through. So, do you know um, what the uh, do you know what the donkeys get for lunch at, at Skegness? Oh, surely not a Greg sandwich. No, half an hour, the same as everyone. <laughs> half an hour. Oh my good god! I mean, it really just I become mean, a dad though. More, more of them yeah. coming. I mean, I, maybe maybe Eugene, we should never record in person again. Simon's like pulling out the dad jokes till he does. Yeah. Um, okay. Your cricket. Yep. Um, yep. You're obviously over with us this year, playing for Papua and Limby in the Nottinghamshire Premier League. Uh, talk us through, you know, our first question to everybody really is, like, how did you get into the game? Was there, like, was it a family member who was dead keen on cricket that actually pushed, not pushed you into it, but got you involved in it as a kid? Like, how did you, your love of cricket come yep. about? Um, it was more junior, junior cricket. So it's a lot different, the junior cricket system over here to back home. So it's normally, you've, I think it starts now at under eights where you've got like, a, it was a hard ball back then. I think yeah, now yeah. under eights is like a, like a soft, yeah, soft rubber yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I went down to watch one of my mates play and I think he was playing in the under nines. And I thought, oh, this is all right. You know, kids wearing white shorts and, you know, just the white shirt. 
but yeah, because it was so hot. So I thought, oh, this is all right. Like, you know, can I play? And dad's like, no, 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 mate, you're still, still a bit too young. So mum and dad sort of held me back a little bit. But then, yeah, they were short one, one day when right. I went to watch and yeah, my mate said, oh, come on, is it all right if you, if you play? And yeah, so dad's like, yeah, off you go. And yeah, from then, loved it. And then, yeah, the following year, played under nines. I think you only faced four overs as a, yeah, yeah. As a batsman. And then like I, ne I didn't have a helmet, so I was using the kit helmet and you now I've got a little pinhead. So um, <laughs> yeah, you try and four or five different helmets on and you just grab one and you know, the bloke at the other end might have the same one. It's like, oh, can we swap? You know, this one doesn't fit. So um, yeah, from, from under nines, I sort of started and yeah, didn't really look back. I think, yeah, from that age, all I've ever known is really, really cricket and yeah, just love it. So in terms of, so you're obviously with us now, yep. you're, you're at Kegworth in the Leicester, Leicestershire Premier yep. League, I think. Yep. Yep. Um, year with them, two years with them? Four years. Four years. Yeah, with them. Four years. And yep. obviously a great record down there. You top run score in the league a couple yep. of times. Yeah. Talk us through, cause I think, you know, we talk about this with overseas from, you know, Australia quite a lot. What is the difference here in the way that amateur cricket at that level is played between here and Australia? I know, obviously, Simon, you've played in Australia. Yeah. You've obviously played back home in South Africa. Like, what are Not the key... Bo Both. <laughs> no, <laughs> international average Eugene Berger. Um, but what, you know, what, are the no what are the differences that you've noticed having played in both? I think you get out of it what you want. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the that's the best thing. Um, but there's also there's also this standard that you sort of they expect of you, um, and it's whether you fulfil that or not. And it's not like you sort of get brought up. You know, you come through. I'm from Penrith, so you get brought up through that system, and then they sort of know what to expect. You know, after the third year, fourth year, fifth year, and, and so on. Where here you've you've really only got twenty three weeks, twenty two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have to go right and try to flick a switch as early as you can to go. This is what I'm about because if you've got a lean period and you're already sort of five weeks in, you go well. Okay, that's a quarter of my way. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. you go okay. Then you're trying to figure out how to score runs or whether you're a bowler to take wickets. How to do that? All of a sudden, it's half a season, mm -hmm. and then. You know, because you're either you're getting paid or you know you're the professional, and back home, it's not that. Yeah, you're yeah. just in a team of blokes, and the professional back home that we get in first grade cricket are county blokes coming yeah, back yeah. the other way with contracts. Yeah. So that's their that's what's putting money on the table for them and putting food on the table is is cricket. Mm. Where for me, I'm a greenkeeper. Yeah, that's yeah, what puts yeah. the money on the table for me. Yeah. But coming over here, it's sort of, you know, there is an expectation to sort of do the best you can and if it doesn't come off then it's like well we've picked up a dud because it's almost like i look at it as you've got like a, a job application mm. and then it's back to the club to you might have 20 applicants that you might pick from and it's up to which one you pick it's mm. a blind sort of selection so um but the difference is it's obviously one would be standard okay um it's a lot. It's a lot better standard back home at, yeah. at Penrith and first grade cricket back home to what it is here, but you can only play with what's in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the the biggest difference for me is is knowing what you want to get out of it. So for me, when I went down to Kegworth and that was my first year, we were only in uh, first division. Hmm. So their goal as the side and the club to get to Premier League was like, well, how can I benefit that? Just go out and score runs. Yeah, but. Flip that on the other side, it's like, how do I then learn to go back home and do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listening to your podcast, yeah. you had self-doubt. Yeah. And when I first came over, that's what I had self-doubt. And it's like, how do you go back home and do it? Mm. So that's what I sort of learned over here is you, you, you can do it. Because, you, you know, you went out and scored all these runs. It's like, well, I can do it. Mm. So it's not so much the standard that's the biggest difference. It's it's what you want to get out of it, and the players that you get, you've the easiest way to explain it is a first grade side back home. You've got eleven first graders. Right, where okay. over here, club cricket wise, and I can only go off the first three rounds of Papa Week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you sort of compare most of your cricket down in the Leicestershire League, which isn't as strong. So you sort of look at it like that, and it's like, well, you've got two first graders in the team, you've got two second graders in the team, and the rest is filled with third and fourth and fifth graders, really. So when you look at 
How, yeah. So if you look at the first team at the minute, yep. from from Pat, yep. you're then trying to so, okay, where would these lads play? Back home. Back home. Yeah. Wow, and then, okay. And then mentally, to try and get ready for the weekend, yeah. you almost sort of go and try to ask as many questions as you can. Like Leicester League, you know, second, third year, you're not, you're, you start to know yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. We're over here, like I have to ask the captain, Sam Grizovic, it's like, oh, what do they got? And you go, yeah. okay, this is what happens. And you try to sort of learn on the run. But yeah, in, st- in terms of, you know, that's probably the biggest thing. It's like the standard is... Um, <coughs> when, I, know, I mean... Okay, I know I'm just asking all the questions in here, which tends to happen anyway. But, um, my view on overseas, whether they're Australian or Kiwi, and we've all played with guys from all over the world, right? Is that, and this, this is why it's interesting that you talk about pressure and like, because I think club, clubbies, or I've always kind of looked up to overseas and kind of wanted to learn from them, yeah. eh, because they're, they're generally very good players, but um, they're always kind of seen as like the cool. Guy, especially Aussies, you know, you know, yeah. good lifestyle and good cricketers and someone to aspire to. But how there's obviously a, you guys feel pressure. Like I don't think we, as people as part of their club, look at them as and expect them to feel that pressure. I don't know what, what do you think. I mean, obviously, as chairman of Twickenham, like you're, you got, who's your overseas? We don't have an overseas. Have no, 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 no. We don't have an overseas this year purely because, well, you know, COVID time. So from our yeah, perspective. Yeah. You know, we, we couldn't find anybody that wanted to or want or would be able to travel. And I suppose this is this is what I was going to ask Brent is, when you come over as an overseas, yeah. do you feel the pressure to have to perform? And as you were saying, if you go through a lean period for two or three weeks, do you think, well, hang on, again, I don't know, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of saying the royal we here, as an overseas that might be getting paid, do you feel the pressure of going, well, hang on, you know, I'm getting paid £10 or whatever it is, mm. and I'm not scoring runs, so I feel... I have to score twice as many next week, or does that sort of pressure go on you, or or how does that work? It does, yeah. I remember my first year over, like I wasn't getting paid, and you're over here in the first three weeks. I think I went four, nine, and five. And I thought, I, I said to myself, I said, what am I doing here? Like, what are you actually doing here? You, do you just want to be here for the fun of it, or are you actually going to pull your finger out and have a red hot crack? And the story goes, a bloke in the side. He's now the captain now of Kegworth in the first team. He, um, he pulled me aside and said, Carl, we're going out on Friday night. I said, no, 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 mate. I'm averaging five or whatever it is. And he's like, no, no, we're going out. I said, all right then, I've got cricket tomorrow, but we'll go out. So anyway, three o'clock rolls in. Taxi home. And yeah, he's picking me up for breakfast. And yeah, you go out and I ended up scoring 180 or whatever it was. But... The pressure Sorry, is. Sorry, how much? Hold on, you dropped something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're averaging <laughs> six to 50 yeah. a week. It's a steady, so, steady digging. <laughs> but I, yes, you felt the pressure, but maybe because I went out, you sort of going, well, you're probably still hung over. Yeah, yeah. And that sort of took it off that. But yes, you do. Like at the moment, I'm feeling the pressure now at Papawee. It's like, you know, I'm getting off the flyers, but I'm just not converting those starts into big runs. And I know. I, and that's the thing where I know I can do it over here, but that pressure is still there and it still mounts on you. It doesn't matter whether you're getting paid or you're not. You're like, oh, I need to do a job for the team. I mean, yeah. it's been a bowler start to the season though, hasn't yeah. it, all across the country. Like, yeah. you know, the, the wickets are doing all sorts. Yeah. Of seem, I don't think anybody really ever feels in no. at the minute. No. But yeah, you definitely do. You do feel the pressure. And it's probably more so I feel the pressure over here a lot more than back home mm. because, you know, as bad as it sounds, you don't want to leave it up to the next bloke. And yeah. back home, it's almost like, well, okay, I've got a good ball there or I've played a bad shot, but old mate's in form, he's gonna, he, he will do a job for mm-hmm. us. But over here, it's like, this is what you're doing here. This is why they've taken yeah. the time to pick you. We expect you to deliver. I think it's something that's really interesting that people need to look at when they sign pros or sign overseas. And that if you sign a pro, and I, I used to have a chat with a bloke called Paul Pollard, who yeah, played yeah. for Notts and Worcester, yeah. coaches, a very good coach, first-class umpire. And he became a pro at 17. And he went out and played for Kimberley. In our right, league. yeah, yeah. And he said it was the best thing that happened to him. Because at 17, he was getting paid. Mm. I think he was getting paid. Or if he was on the Notts books, so he got assigned or whatever it was. Yeah. But he then had to win games. And he loved that. Mm. He loved that added pressure to him. He learned how to score runs. I can remember the first time I got paid to play. And I rocked up and I was getting a lot of money. So a side down in Kent, and I rocked up the first week, got one, and chipped it to mid-off, 
and then got none for. Yeah. And I was like, they gave me the money, and I just walked in the clubhouse and so, lobbed yeah. it at the barman. Yeah. I went, made the drinks on me until that run down. Yeah. And I went back Five home, and similar thing where you 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 sit and went, you go, fucking, oh, this is this is on me a little bit here. Yeah, and we, yeah. we had a side where we had Martin McKay, um, a guy that played, used to Captain Kent, uh, Steve Marsh. We had, we had five or six pro cricketers mm. and I'm standing there going, what am I doing? Yeah. Like, put my money behind the bar. The next week I rocked up, right, sort yourself out. I got 40 odd night out and seven for And I'm not saying I put the money in my pocket and legged it, but... Uh, you feel I, like you I, justified, yeah, I've justified the money. Yeah. But I think the, the like, difference is between pros. Like yeah. this over two <laughs> Thanks, was, by the way. Yeah, thanks. In overseas, yeah. I know that there was a rule in the Nottinghamshire League that your overseas couldn't be over 23. Oh, wow. So you're okay. getting, you think, I mean, everyone talks about developing cricketers over here. When you're 18, 19, you go over to Australia to learn. And so, as I can, and that's what I did. As a 19 year old, I went over to Australia. And I sat down and went, Right, I, need, I didn't get paid flights. I didn't get accommodation. I didn't get all that stuff. I, I got my accommodation because I was living with a mate. But like, I'm thinking, how am I going to learn from this? And that's probably what a lot of you guys are doing coming yeah. over here. It's yeah. like we've got a 21. I mean, you're a bit older than that because of the way that the league rules are structured. But like, you get a 21 year old overseas player, a, a guy coming in from Australia, and not only is this club, it's the club that he's signed for it, thinking right, this guy's going to win us the league, or thinking whatever. Yeah. But you've got to make sure you know what he wants to get out mm. of yeah. Because he might be an 18, 19, 20-year-old that's learning how to play in the UK. You think about it, he's gone from playing at Penrith on that road out yeah, there. Yeah, absolute belting to, decks, yeah. To playing at Papelwick in April, and it's like... Where Jim Rhodes got JT in his pocket. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where, yeah. Ones yeah. yeah, where you've got a guy that, no disrespect to Jim, he bowls at 68 miles an hour, and he's snigging, snagging pros off for, mm. for fun on it. Yeah. And he's, they're going, right, hang on a minute, this guy's got to learn how mm. to play. Mm. Yeah. And I think... The clubs have got a lot of responsibility when it comes to signing pros and overseas into trying to merge that kind of what you want from it and then what they want from it. Yeah. Because we signed one a few years ago, 20-year-old 20, 20 lad, left arm quick bowler, and it didn't work out. Yeah. And that was because we thought this guy was going to come and dominate everything, and he didn't know how to bowl on English wickets. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's got to be a part of that. You've got to learn, I guess. I mean, you've been here a few years now in terms of playing in England. Yeah. So when you first came over that first year for Kegworth, like you say, you've got three low scores and then, you know, whether it's because you'd had a drink the night before, but you kind of, they say you do anything best when you relax, right? Yeah. So because you weren't probably weren't worrying about it, you go more yeah. about the head of that. or whatever, yeah. <laughs> but like even that, they were the same dismissals, those low scores. They were caught at cover, caught at mid-off. And it wasn't like... You had a plan. It was just you're there way too early because you have to adapt and get used to it. Yeah. And they were the dismissals, and that's where now, like being here for that long, it's like they're the dismissals where I get angry at myself because it's like, no, because you know better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you have a plan and you try to hit a bowler over the top, and you've got that plan and go, well, that's how I'm going to score my runs against him because that's how I feel I'm going to put him under pressure. Yeah. Then go for it. Where, even saying that, like. I've spoken to so many people that have come over here from Australia. It's like, oh, you know, you've got to play technically right. It's like, nah. It's like, see the ball, hit the ball, but work to a plan. Yeah. If you haven't got a plan out here, it's like, it's, it makes it 10 mm -hmm. times harder. Yeah. In terms of, you said something to me yesterday in the car, and you were saying about the, the way in which at Penrith you, you prepare yourselves, and you talked about a level. Yep. Do you want to just talk us through that a little and how that differs from not necessarily the way that things are done at Papawick yep. or Kegworth, yep. but like, from your experiences of English club cricket yep. and how that differs from how you guys prepare at home, we are you talking like training during the week and the well, Saturday? Well, when you talked about the level within oh, the game yep. and yeah, so when you get to a Saturday, it's like you, you do your warm up, which is just I think your standard hour. Mm -hmm. So we do that, but we try to pick up the intensity and go. Let's just say if you're at let's just say 100 percent intensity is running around like a chicken with its head cut off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, drop that down to let's just say 70. So, and that's your level for your warm up. Then let's just go 10% under that. So, if you're going to run at let's just say 60% intensity, but let's just say it's one day cricket and that's what we play over here, you run at that for the whole day. Yeah. And then let's not drop below that. And then you have little spikes throughout the day where you might be running at 75%, 80%, where then you go the warm up intensity is picked up. Mm. And you, but you never have to drop below that 60. And, at Kegworth, where, where I was for four years, 
like you get some you get some games where the intensity is just not there, and it's like yeah, we're going through the motions, and it's like come on, because it's winning draws, losing yeah, draws, yeah. and all that. It's not win lose cricket. So it's it's hard to sort of get a side thirty for three behind eight ball, and then they just shut up shop. It's mm. like, yeah, exactly. how do we yeah. how do you sort of pick up the intensity with that? But what yeah, what I found over here, the intensity sort of so high. It's like you don't want to sort of be flat. It's yeah. like try and keep it a lot more consistent throughout the day and be patient that your processes and your plans that you put in place for the whole day are going to come through in the end. Do you think people are so desperate to be <coughs> have that high intensity that you, you're more likely to drop below that? Because, you, you, I mean, I'm the same when I captain. I'm yeah. like, you know, right, let's keep the energy up. Let's run between overs, this, that and the other. And it game on Saturday, for example, we I felt like we dropped five percent for five overs. Yep. And all of a sudden, rather than bowling the side out for ninety, we bowl them out for one hundred and twenty or whatever. And it's and you can feel it, can't yeah. you? But I yeah. think I think what you're saying is if you set yourself a kind of slightly lower target level and make sure you can maintain that, yeah. then actually you see the positives out of the spikes that you have, yeah. rather than my experience, and it happens quite a lot where you expect one hundred percent, and then if you drop to 80% for even five overs, that then becomes a disappointment. Yeah. Do you, do you think he's got to do with maintaining standards? So, like, you talk about the standard of, of, of grey cricket yep. in Australia being, I mean, it's stratospheric compared to yep. club cricket over here. Like, do you think it's to do with the fact, right, we know we can maintain 65% of our intensity, but with the standard is, that that is the equivalent of an 85 90% over here? And then you know that if it spikes or whatever, yeah. you, you know that the because the standard is so much higher, the skill level is so much higher, everyone can maintain the high level. Whereas over here, like we talk about, we know that it's the old-fashioned English kind of adage, isn't it? it like effort costs nothing. Yeah. So we think that you've got to run around like a lunatic. Mm. Well, unfortunately, if you can't stop it, you can't stop it. Mm. Like if you can't stop the ball, if you can't catch yeah. the ball, if you can't bowl the ball in the right spot, it doesn't matter how hard you try it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do you think... That over because over there the standard is higher, you can say, all right, yeah, we'll sit at sixty-five percent. Whereas over here, everyone's like, right, okay, I've got to be trying hard because I'm not as good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's and it's not like it's not like golf where you put the ball on the tee and you're in control of what happens next. Mm. Because well, some might question whether I was in control of anything. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, on the eighteen, but other yeah. than that, it's yeah. not about how you start, how you finish, isn't it? Well, it, it, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to it in a rescue. Would <laughs> after the next team. You, fin time. you finish by giving me forty quid, and you two finish as losers, and we both finish as winners. So, okay. Sorry, that's the like last that. time I'll mention it. Yeah. I promise. Enjoy your dinner until you start yeah. holding that scorecard up. But yeah, it's you're not in control. You're only in control of. The first part of the ball going down as a bowler yeah, and a fielding yeah, yeah. side, correct. But at the end of the time, end of the day, it's the batsman then who has to react to that, and then you re have to react to what he yeah. does. Mm. So let's just say you're a bowler and you go, "Yeah, I'm going to bowl six low balls." Mm. If he parks you for three over the fence for six, you go, "Well, I have to change my plan." Yeah, Ben Stokes. How, you'd have thought Ben Stokes would have done that, then uh, Cameron Br well, uh, Brathwaite <laughs> so, kept so, licking him out of the ground yeah. on that so, last over, but so, no, I just, it still hurts. Yeah. <laughs> just kept going back of a length, seamers. But, <laughs> And that's the thing, it's like, okay, no, but I trust it's going to work. Yeah. So, and that's the thing where I think it's like, well, this is what our plan is. Yeah. And you just sort of stay patient for it, where I think over here, because it's so, so it's almost quicker over here, I yeah. find. It's not like, okay, let's take a step back, what are we doing? Mm. And then go. Yeah, yeah. I find it's like, oh, we just got to hurry up, bowl the ball. Mm. And at Papawick, it, it's, it's like that, it's good, where we... Oggy's, Oggy's great. He takes time out of the game and go. Yeah. No, no. This is what I. This is what I want. Are you happy with it? Let's go. Yeah. But I find that's good. And obviously, playing more games with it, you'll probably you'll probably see it. I'll probably see it a lot more. But. But yeah, standard and patience is the biggest thing, I think. Back home, especially like two day cricket. Like you yeah. know, you know that it's going to happen. It's just mm. a matter of when. And if you well, stick yeah, to your yeah. process, it's going to absolutely just be confident in your process and what you've done, whether it's Tuesday, Thursday training, that it's going to happen, yeah. that those plans, yeah, are going to work. How many people would you have a training, a training session for Penrith? You'd use that up. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, yeah. Carry on. Um, varies. It, it varies. Um, Penrith's very young at the moment, mm. um, so we've got a lot of young kids. Um, but we would probably, we've got five, uh, six teams back home at Penrith, so when you think about it, that's 66 players. 
couple in the train on squad. So let's just say 70 players. You might have 40, 45 at training. Yeah, that's, that's um, like when you, when you were talking, we talked talk about training yeah. and stuff in the car on the way up here today. Yeah. Like, and you were saying, well, sometimes you just want to go into a net and, yeah. and face an hour's yeah. worth of bowling machine ball. Yeah. But like the problem, I think one of the problems they have in English clubs over here is the fact that there might only be 10 people at training. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so all of a sudden you've got to try and run that. If one of those people wants to go and do drills, you yeah. then you then like thinking it's quality of training as well. That was yeah. yeah. So we were talking about yeah. the fact that I I knew when I was playing a level of cricket, I needed to do a lot of drills. Mm. But if I'm trying to drill on a Tuesday night at training, for example, up here, and there's only four bowlers, yeah, the captain's looking at me going, "I need I, I need you to, yeah. I need you to bowl yeah, in yeah, the yeah, net." Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you've got seventy people at training, and, yeah. and you might be running six, seven, eight nets, yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. But you've if one person goes. And says, right, I'm having two hours on a bowling machine in there. It's not a drama. No. Whereas yeah, over okay. here, it's yeah. like one yeah. person out of the six bowlers yeah. goes, and you're like, everyone else is blowing and yeah. whatever. Yeah. So I think that that might be it. What we might do now is uh, take a quick break and introduce the Lord's Taverners. Um, we our, should our absolutely partner, do that. So, yeah. um, the Lord's Taverners are our charity partner. Absolutely, they, they are. Uh, you will hear shortly a, a, a lovely advert done by um, who did it. Oh, Gordon Kennedy, the famous actor, the famous Scottish actor. That famous, you um, forgot his name. Yeah, well, no, I didn't. It took me a while <laughs> to remember. Uh, yeah, here's a little note from the Lord's Taverners, and we'll see you in a sec. The Lord's Taverners is the UK's leading youth cricket and disability sports charity. We break down barriers and empower disadvantaged and disabled young people to fulfil their potential and build life skills. Our cricket programmes support some of the most marginalised and at-risk young people in the UK, using sport and recreation to build links and encouraging groups to play sport together. We tackle issues such as knife crime, unemployment, radicalisation and also isolation, something we are all feeling right now. Last year, our programmes impacted the lives of more than 12,000 young people and, with your support, will help even more in the future. Find out more and make a donation at lordstaverners.org and help us to continue our life-changing work. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you, as always, to our charity partner, the Lords Taverners. Uh, if you um, are willing and able, and please do, because it's a wonderful charity, uh, text TAVS11 to 70331. That's to donate £3 uh, to the Lord's Taverners to support them in the amazing work they do, offering all children, no matter their circumstances, a sporting chance. Um, please make sure that you are at least 16 and have the bill payers' permission to do so. Um, right, back to it. What it there was a playing at Wimbledon years ago. We had a, an Australian overseas from Perth. Subi Floriot was his club, a good club at WA, called Tim Monteleone. Incredibly good-looking man, which was always frustrating. What um, a great name. Was Tim well. Monteleone, uh, Italian heritage. Uh, M-O-N-T-E-L-E-O-N-E, I think. I think I've nailed it. Okay. Uh, we had him and Tom Morris, who's the Fox Sports guy. Uh, uh, yep. I was in the guy yep. 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 Oh, not the um, St. Andrews golf guy. No. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, but they were both over for a year. And Monty said something to us one day, you know, we warm up before a, a, a game. And he said, You bat for yourself, you bowl for yourself, but you field for your mates. And I think, you know, in terms of the support that you offer, like you say, like as a bowler, you can only control so much. Yeah. The batsman reacts to it. But actually, what you need 10 other guys, and we all bowl, right? Yeah. Or, ha you know, have done. You. That support, when someone actually goes the extra mile and charges terraces around a boundary and dives full length to make it into a two rather than a four, yeah, like that is that a massive thing that's impressed on you? Like as you're growing up through Australian cricket, it's about that whole camaraderie thing and supporting oh, each other. Absolutely, like I, I love a beer just as much as anyone, and it's the best feeling to walk off the field after you win and sit down with your mates yeah. and have a beer and to have a laugh after it. And whether you win or you lose, that's the best thing about cricket, mm. I find. Um, but a coach said to me, and this is probably the, the best information I've got in regarding to fielding as a team or playing as a unit, it's the only sport in the world where it's 11 on 2. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Where there's two batsmen out there and there's 11 of you. So you have to make it feel as uncomfortable and not frightening, but a place where they don't want to be. Mm. So 
you know, you've got football, well, rugby league back home, it's 13 on 13. I think well, football, soccer over here is 11 on 11 mm. until you get a red card. It's the only sport in the world where it's 11 on 2. Yeah. So do with it what you want. So um, in terms of... in terms of but, not use sandpaper. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, other than yeah, sandpaper. Yeah. I mean, you've already got a numerical advantage. There's yeah. no need to take yeah. the piss. It'd be quite funny when they bring a generator out and they just bring a black <laughs> yeah. and decker sander yeah. out there. That's, what, that's the next stage, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, like you always, you've always got one or two blokes in the team who just are lunatics and just run around the field and just love it. Mm. Um, and yeah, you do get you do get the buzz off that. And then going back to like sort of raising that level of five ten percent of the field, they're the blokes that you turn to and go yeah. right. Let's feed off that for five ten minutes. Mm. Then they might bring a wicket, and then obviously it settles back down again. Um, but yeah, like you run around the field and and do that. If you got a couple of blokes in the side. And then, you know, keep it at banter. You don't want sledging because I know you blokes are very, very touchy. The English cricketers are very touchy on sledging. I was so rubbish at it. We'll so leave it at banter. I, I, I love sledging people. <laughs> I played four games this year. I've been told off by the umpires four times. Well, apparently Every you can't, apparently you can't <laughs> retaliate over here. You what? You can't retaliate. Oh, this is what happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, that's another story for another time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sledging is important, but it has to be humorous or funny yes. yeah. not chit chat no no yeah we heard a bit of that from you on the golf course today didn't we oh <laughs> <laughs> i said i wasn't mentioning this again but... um yeah the yeah I, it's, it's difficult where to draw the line isn't it so you know there are some people who are ultra aggressive and they've known the umpires for years so they're kind of allowed to oh it's just that how he is uh, you know whether that's acceptable or not again you know we could debate that for hours and hours and hours but um, what I mean, what are your hopes, expectations for a the rest of the year? But then you know, when you go back, what's the? Um, I set myself a goal of a thousand runs. Okay. Um, and to win at least six games of cricket for Papua Week. Well, okay. So that's so your uh, contribution. Yeah. As in your own contribution in six games. Yeah, six I'm games. The yeah, I'm the difference. Yeah. Um, with three games in, that hasn't happened. Well, that means you've got nineteen left. Yeah. Or 18. Yeah, the yeah which is, I'm not, because I've done it before, I'm not worried. Like, I'm not worried I've had a couple of low scores yeah. and, you know, I'm averaging 20. Like, it, it'll happen. But we, you know, I was there the other day when, you know, senior, the Muppets, if you like, the old boys are actually, you know, they're not yeah. getting on your back. They're saying, actually, look, we yeah. believe in you. We yeah, know yeah. you'll go 100, 100, yeah. 100 back to back. So, yeah. uh, you know. It'll, it'll happen. And I think that's with experience. And I'm only 27. Mm. But I think being over here, and if you said it to, uh, like you said, a 21-year-old yeah. Australian coming over here for the first time and he's gone three low scores, are you going to score a 1,000 runs? He's going to start to doubt himself yeah, and go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. maybe that's not achievable. Yeah. But I, I still find that, yeah, I can I can do those goals quite comfortably. Um, but, yeah. And then, so the other big difference about cricket in Australia versus cricket in England and maybe other areas of the world that I, but I, I'm not, I don't know necessarily. Um, so Penrith will have... Probably a couple of lads who played international or currently playing international are members of the club. Yep. Who, I mean, there is no way Sheffield Collegiate, which is Joe Root's club, would ever see Joe Root turn up and rock out for them on a Saturday. But in Australia. He did like, go watch it, the third team the other week, though, apparently. He, he gave went a to bloke, watch the third team. Yeah, didn't play no, for the third no, team. No, no, no. He went and watched it and a bloke got 50, so he gave him a pair of gloves. Sounds good lads. Pair of sweaty gloves. Mm. Well, Cheers, I don't Joe. think they were sweaty. I think he got them out of his car. I don't think he just. I don't think he'd worn them in his underpants while he was walking around. <laughs> yeah, well, like, maybe not. It might not have been the other week. There was a photo of him. It's in the last yeah, yeah. sort of yeah. six. But that that seven. is kind of so. James Pattinson has been all over um, YouTube. Yeah. You can yeah. watch him literally trying to kill some bloke <laughs> who's not a professional. <laughs> but that's just Australian cricket. Like Mornay yeah. Morkel, the yeah. videos of him going about playing grade cricket in Australia. Right, but what do from the toss, we're batting. Do one. Yeah. You're empty in the bat. I got in at three. Can't yeah. see straight, yeah, exactly. and I'm facing more yeah. and more. Call. But what's the, you know, what's the the difference between English? So obviously at test level, yeah, they they compete, and we win sometimes, you win sometimes, whatever. Um, but below that, like we've spoken about, so six states in Australia, right? Six states, eighteen yep. counties here. Yep. So. It's almost like the standard of your um, state cricket versus our county championship is so much stronger 
because there's more guys fighting for fewer places, whereas actually here, you've probably got guys that would get nowhere near state level. No. Back home, would probably be decent grade cricketers, but yeah. that, that is their level. Yeah. How does that, how do you see that as, Australia, as an Australian? From a bloke who hasn't played professional cricket before, you see it back home when the blokes with contracts come over to Australia and it's like, how, how are you, how have you got a contract? Yeah, yeah. And they, and it's probably, I don't know, and this is the one question where I want to find out, how is it compared to an English bloke with a contract coming to Australia mm. versus an Australian coming to England and yeah. wherever it is around the world? But it's so, it's so strange where, you know, I'm not going to single anyone out, but it's just, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, but it's just, it's so weird, like, in your play and you go, you know, you sit back in awe, like, well, Ollie Pope came over, for instance, I think Nick Gubbins, yeah, yeah. Um, he came over and played for Sydney, and you look at those type of blokes, and you go, yeah, you're a class above this level at grade cricket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a reason why you are playing for England. Um, you know, Zach Crawley is yeah. another one who came over, just a young kid, mm. coming over, and you're like, he's, he's got talent, and you can pick them. Yeah. where they come over here to grade cricket and just absolutely just, they're another level above. Mm. And then two years later, they're over here and you go, oh, I played that bloke two years ago. Yeah, yeah. And he's on the TV scoring runs for England. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, one of those, it's one of those sort of weird sort of places, I think, in, in cricket. What about, who are the Australians associated, the Australian internationals or ex-internationals that are associated with Penrith? Um, we've got Pat Cummins. Okay. Um, It'd be quite can, useful to rock up on a Saturday, wouldn't yeah, it? Little meds, yeah, little meds, I mean, nibbles it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh, there's a number one test bowler. In the we wouldn't have him yeah. though, because we've got Jim Rhodes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Need, yeah. yeah. Um, I tell you what, on a sticky one, <coughs> you take Jim, I reckon. <laughs> Jim and Glover any day of the week. Nathan, Nathan Lyon and Pat Cummins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got obviously Paddy Cummins, and we haven't seen him for I think two years. But it's great that first round of grade cricket. It's normally a one dayer. Um, you know. St. Well, take St. George, for instance, club back home, they get Moses Henriques, Trent Copeland. Wow. Um, <laughs> there's another one, Hazelwood, if he's fit, um, will get Pat Cummins. So all the Australian stars, state sort of big names, <laughs> come and play. <laughs> so, in April? Uh, yeah. <laughs> in April over yeah. here, who have you got? We got Broad. Who have yeah, you got? Uh, <laughs> Mark Wood, Jim Broad, yeah. and Jimmy Anderson. Uh, Mark Wood did play for his club, um, though, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. He, didn't, he, went, he batted at three. Collingwood batted at six for the opposition, and uh, Collingwood got seventy nine out one of the game. But then obviously you don't you don't see them for the rest of the year. Yeah. Um, but it's just great to like you know like when Pat came back, like he comes back and it's just like he's another bloke. Like it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. He packs his kit bag up and go. Thanks for the day, lads. I'm off. Right. Like, he'll hang around, have a beer, have a drink, have yeah, a chat, yeah, yeah. and then an hour later, two hours later, then he'll he's off. Yeah, yeah. Does he, does he dish some of his IPL contract back over the bar? or? Yeah, yeah. He, no, pulls, his, uh, he pulls one of many <laughs> cards out. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, you dig Wasn't him. it Pat Cummins, actually? And yeah. this is worth mentioning. He didn't he offer, fi- he put £50,000 into the IPL fund. I mean... Yeah. That's a fucking good bloke. Yeah. Do you know what? Fair play. And I know he earns a fortune and whatever. Yeah. But as far as I'm aware, and I may be wrong, he was the first to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's and he's then called on other professionals to want to do it and it's that another so Yeah. Um yeah, so not all Australians are bad, as it turns out. This guy's an absolute belter. He carries the Queen's English, which is wonderful. Doesn't speak much of it, which is a shame. So we've got a transcribing service that we're going to be sending this. Uh, did you get that email as well this week? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> that was a random one, <laughs> it wasn't was it? A bit, yeah. So, I mean, so it's doing that well. We've now got companies crawling all over us for to pay them money that no one gives us. So, uh, but yeah, so that won't be happening. But anyway, uh, Brent, thank you very much thank you. Um, for a number of things. Two days of golf, two days of company, uh, forty pounds, uh, <laughs> and uh, does that mean does that mean you're putting the uh, the twenty quid into the Tavs fund? For, as you've not prepared any questions for Brent this week. Did you prepare any questions for Brent? I got told you. said to me, I'll prepare the questions. That is absolutely not the case. Ah, well. Uh, but I'll end up putting in anyway. Uh, but we thank can all you do it now. Can't we? we can do it now. We can do it now. 70331, isn't it? <laughs> part of, for being part of the first ever in-person recording of Slogging It, which yeah. is a bit of a, it's a, bit of a monumental day for us. I didn't know you were actually a human being. <laughs> 
I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> you just, yeah, hologram. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thanks, mate. Thanks, nah, thanks thank for you. coming on and thank you. Uh, talking to us a little bit about, you know, trying to prove that Australians aren't all knobheads. Um, yet to be convinced. Thank you for tuning in on IGTV or wherever you've decided to uh, consume this episode of Sogging As always, thank you so much to Eugene Berger. Thank you, Jono. Eugene's knackered. I'm very He's tired. Two, <laughs> That's two six rounds. Two rounds, rounds. rounds. Four <laughs> bottles of red wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not Eugene, <laughs> Eugene and I had a few beers together last night as so we had a catch-up at um, another golfing destination uh, country club and hotel. Not too far from here, but we're not allowed to say that. Uh, thank you also to Simon Roberts. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Nice Good. to see you all and uh, it's nice in, person. in person, isn't it? Have a, have a beer with everyone and, and, and have a chat. Yeah, it's nice. Good. Uh, thanks again to Brent. No, thank you. Thanks for having me. Pleasure, mate. Uh, and yeah, we've been away for a while. Sorry, um, that was my fault. He, he's had a kid. Um, I'm basically a big kid, uh, and Eugene's been really busy with work. Uh, but we are now back. We've got loads of really cool interviews lined up uh, with proper people, not just Aussies. Um, and they will be coming out in the next few weeks so yeah stay tuned thanks as always for tuning in uh, don't forget our sponsors Big Smoke Brewery Woodstock Cricket they make incredible cricket bats um, and um, yeah and the CEO was a bit of a shit bloke though, so, uh, <laughs> they don't have a CEO they have oh, an MD but he's a ledge um, <laughs> we'll catch you soon thanks very much uh, and don't forget the golf day if you're interested info at sogginit.co.uk thanks guys cheers thank you cheers fellas Looking for a new cricket equipment partner for yourself or your club can sometimes be tricky with so many options to choose from. How do you make the right choice? When you want quality, value and service, there really is only one place to start. For more than a decade, Woodstock Cricket have been producing award-winning, high-performance cricket bats from their Shropshire workshop. Matched with their classy soft goods, luggage and accessories, Woodstock Cricket really do tick all the boxes. Get in touch with Woodstock Cricket and find out why many loyal clubs, players and international customers can't be wrong at info at woodstockcricket.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.